I feel like I'm on hold. <laughs> Podcast episode 88. Before I forget. 88. That's the year I graduated high school. I was 12. So. Oh, alright. So, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, this is an instrumental. This is uh, Most Things Haven't Worked Out by Junior Kimbro. <laughs> a sentiment we can all relate to. Yeah, I'll buy that. I got into Mississippi Hill Country Blues thanks to um, who is it? Uh, the Black Keys because they actually did okay. a, they did an album of his songs and I was like man this album's awesome and I dig the Black Keys and I was like well maybe I should actually go listen to the guy who originally wrote the songs but anyway hmm. all right so Richard Roy my people that are always with me and uh, yeah this is the Chance of Gaming podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hey, I'm. Well, that's that's Rich. I'm I'm Roy. And Adam, it's the three of us. We're like the three amigos. Ole. It is true. That's right. Uh, look, yeah, I've been off work, you know, for the summer, and I, I when you messaged me, I was like, what day is it? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like. The, I mean, the only thing I, you know, certain shows come out on certain days, so I kind of look look for that. Thursday is a big day for releases, and uh, yeah, other than that, oh yeah, usually Tuesday is a gaming day for me, and uh, mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, I'm just I have no idea what day it is. Some days I sleep in, some days I get up early, try to get stuff done. It's a whole thing. It's really weird. So just a little bit ago, I took my my daughter to camp. And uh, my son works overnights, and um, so I got we got back at seven thirty. I'm like, shouldn't Max be gone? No, he overslept. So like the one time that we were out of the house, he managed to oversleep and and uh, was late for work. So he was <laughs> woke up super pissed off at himself and everybody else. Hmm. <laughs> so. I can I can relate to the uh, oversleeping, hmm. or he can at least. Yeah, I I mean I I just think I kind of end up feeling guilty, like ah oh, man, I'm being so fucking lazy, you know, not getting up. But I don't know. I guess it's all right. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I also have we have a Patreon for at Patreon.com/slash/ChanceOfGaming. I have a convention coming up in October called Siege of Vicksburg, and uh, yeah, I guess that's all the stuff I talked about in the beginning. So, Roy, you're doing the Zombies Run. Well, it's so I've uh, I may have mentioned that I am going to be running a 5K in August, the first one I've ever done. Um, and so there are a variety of different apps that you can use that kind of help you with this. And one of these is one's called is this one called Zombies Run, which is kind of a I don't know if I'd call it augmented reality, but basically it tells you a little story. When the zombies come in after you, you have to run away from them. 
Um, so there's what is it? There's 200 missions, um, and it's a it's a mobile app, and so you just put it on and listen to it, and you know when you hear the groaning starting behind you, you got to pick it up. So it's kind of a it's a it's a fun game that kind of uh, inspires you to to be active, kind of in a way, I guess, along the same lines as like. Um, um, what's the Pokemon game? Pokemon Go? Yeah. Is that what it's called? One. Yep. Or Pikmin Bloom or whatever. So, and I actually have, have not actually tried it, but um, I heard somebody talking about it. I thought maybe I need to check that out. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never, I never used it when I was running, so never tried that one. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I was just going to talk about that a little bit. Have y'all been watching uh, Obi-Wan? Yeah, yeah, I actually just finished that one yesterday. That I one am, and Ms. Marvel. I've been watching both of them. Ah. I'm up to episode four, and I have some issues. Yeah, I wasn't... I didn't love it. It it ended better than it started. Um, there was some... There was a couple really good scenes in there, especially at the end, but overall, okay. it was like, eh, it's, it was fine. I didn't hate it, but eh, I don't know. So the scene that I just recently watched was when they were, um, it was uh, Obi-Wan and the uh, Imperial spy woman, Tala, I think is, was her name. Uh-huh. And, and another character, I might have mentioned who that is. I don't want to spoil that. Um, they, as, they're, as they're bugging out, there are two uh, air speeders that show up, like, you know, like snow speeders. And there were scenes in there that, like, how are they going to pull out of this turn Oh, yeah. Well, in one scene, they were hovering there. Yeah, I, they, I remember that scene vividly and had the exact same thought about it. <laughs> and they're going full never speed and they would have just immediately crashed. <laughs> right. They've never insinuated ever that these land speeders, these air speeders, can, can hover in place like that. And I just, I'm like, no, this, I'm not buying this at all. Yeah, so. like I said, there was some good stuff in there overall. It was just kind of meh. Uh, I don't okay. know. I think I think I'd be happy if they brought that um, ability into Legion. So. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing. And I thought I, just, I thought about Legion too. Like this, it's a hover vehicle. They have a compulsory move before they can do anything else. So it really breaks the lore for them to be able to do that. And I did not like that at all. Well, you know, I, I think a lot of the lore was uh, slaughtered in, in that. That's that's kind of like a lot of people's complaints. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I'm not that really into Star Wars. But, you know, I, I watched it. You know, I'm on the, the, the episode before last. So that's, what, five? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're one ahead of me. And, and Rich, you've seen all of it. Yeah. It's it's held by. Is, it's is held Hayden, my attention. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I said it's held my attention so far. Okay. Is Hayden Christensen a better actor now? Uh, I don't know if he's a better actor. I mean, the dialogue in the prequels was so bad. There's not. I mean, Natalie Portman is a great actress, and she didn't you know, knock it out of the park either. So. Oh, all right. Who yeah. knows? I mean, not that Hayden. Christensen is is featured in Obi Wan. He's he's in there a couple times here and there, but he doesn't exactly have a chance to stretch his chops. Okay, all right. 
Yeah, it's and uh, so I was watching uh, uh, Rogue One kind of along with that. I'm just about finished with Rogue One, um, and I guess that must be him. Does he play Vader in Rogue One too? Uh, I don't know because it's just a guy in a suit in Rogue One, right? So yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, so well, speaking of Rogue One, there, I've heard that they're going to do an Andor, a Cassian Andor. Yes. Series yeah. or movie or whatever? Yeah, I think it's going to be a series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, he's really kind of captured his, the people's attention, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, I'm not dissing on his, his you know, acting chops or the or the character or anything, but what's the, what's the draw with, with Cassian? Well, I think eventually everyone's getting their own show the way they're going, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what's the draw with him specifically? I don't know. I mean, he's... He's a different side of something. He's not a force user, so maybe that's yep. the draw. Something well, and, and then, he's a handsome actor. I mean, I can see how he would, you know, he, uh, draw some screen time. Yeah. Um, I think like the draw for him would be is uh, we never actually got to see like the, what rebels really are until like Rogue One. They're terror. Mm. They're terrorists. You know, so. Yeah. They should be. They should kill innocent people occasionally in order to protect themselves, like he does in Rogue One. And uh, they should be doing bombings, you know, all kinds of stuff. They straight up are terrorists, you know, basically. Well, and he does drop the line. I've been in this since I was six. <laughs> so, as a six-year-old, he was a he was a rebel. Uh, I'm assuming the Empire like took his family or or something. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's where it comes from. Is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that's that's a little. It's getting a little tropey at this point because that seems to be like everybody's, you know, thing. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I I only joined the rebellion because not because I believed in what they were saying. It's when it personally affected me. So yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I think big picture. I think that's the problem with Star Wars in general is they keep wanting to give a series to this character from a movie and everything. And I think they need some new different characters. It's the, the star Wars universe is pretty small. You know, it's supposed to be a big, huge universe with who knows how many hundreds or millions of planets or whatever. And, uh, it's like the same 20 people. And then every time there's a series, they just bring the same five or six related people back into it over and over again so that everybody can go, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. And, rather than having new material, which I think is you know, a shame. Well, and I think that's that's sort of my overall problem with where Star Wars is right now, even though I keep watching yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you can tell any kind of story there. Yeah. What, we're, what we really need is, this, is the backstory of PK-421. Yeah. You know, of him, you know, his, his uh, birth on the Death Star and him <laughs> just, you know, eating the, the, the protein wafers every day. And... Yeah. The tagline can say, why aren't you at your post? <laughs> so, uh, so, um, oh, sorry, uh, continue. I was gonna I, say, I have more things to say about TV shows. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, had you been watching, um, Strange New Worlds? Watch that at all? No, but it's still on my on my list of stuff to check out. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I, I'm enjoying I have, it every month, every uh, week. Okay, I have been watching for all mankind. So it's kind of the become it's almost the middle point of the season with uh, three episodes. So we're episode four. We're moving into, um, and so we've had a two year jump 
in the timeline. I think we're into 1994 now. Um, and we're going to Mars. Get, so get your ass I dig that Mars. show a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I need I, I've I have not watched the current season. That's where I'm up to. So I need to. I need. Oh, to okay. Show, yeah. Okay. Well, no spoilers then. Nah. So, uh, anything else people are watching? Any other no. cool, cool stuff? Uh, you know, the boys continues to be crazy every mm-hmm. week, and that's about it. Yeah, I'll start watching that sometime, but I haven't started watching it yet. I'm still in episode, or season two, so I'm, I'm pretty far behind. But cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Roy, what have you been playing? Well, okay, so <laughs> I played a game, and it begins with the word Catan, <laughs> but don't let that don't let that throw you off. This is Catan Settlers of America. I've already stopped listening. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, somebody brought this to Gamelight, and it's it's cool. I dug it. Yep. So it's it's a mix of Catan and rail building. Okay. So you start on the east coast of the United States, um, and you basically so for you know some measure of commodities you can build a little covered wagon, and then to to move the covered wagon three spaces it requires a wheat. So you just expand west, and once you get to another building site, then you can put a, a city there, and then. Um, the the victor conditions are based on moving commodities around well to move commodities around you need to build railroads so it's it's rail building kind of in the same feel as transamerica if you played that um it's a hex map like katana and uh you move and expand west and and gobble up all the building sites and um move commodities around on your on your rail line so basically you you start with covered wagons and you move west, and then you can build out and branch out um, railroads from there. So it was it was a refreshing difference than than you know I need I need two clays. Anybody have clay? No. Okay, it's some next player's turn. So that's uh, Catan Settlers of America. That's interesting. I never even heard of that. Yeah, it was all right. As far as Catan, as far as Catan, goes. <laughs> ah, yeah. So uh, this past Friday, so I played this Catan game, and then I played a game called Welcome to Your Perfect Home, which I believe I mentioned before. This is a roll and write, or it's actually it's a flip and write. But basically, you're numbering house numbers um, in ascending order while you're trying to get specific building permits made. So like the the uh, the easy building permit that we had was six one property properties fenced off and so that was a certain amount of points so you flip cards and you have to do a number and then whatever special effect is is um is associated with that so like there's a reinvestment that like um since this was six one space properties you can kind of uh, juice up your investment in one space properties um so it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a fill in the gaps kind of game. It's a good cafe sort of game, um, and it's it's satisfying then that you're trying to you know get the numbers all in a sequence. 
And of course, well, like I've only, I can only place a four, a five, and a nine. And if that doesn't come out, well, you got to take a, a um, you know, a penalty stroke for that. Um, so anyway, that's uh, Welcome to Your Perfect Home. And there's a whole series of these Welcome to games. Was there Welcome to Las Vegas? There's Welcome to the Moon, which looks kind of interesting. Um, and then there's various um, kind of, like, there was a spring edition which where you were collecting Easter eggs. Um, and that's uh, Welcome to Your Perfect Home. And so I played the Catan Settlers of America and Welcome to, while my wife played a game called Arc Nova, which is a new game that came out that we got from our, um, our FLGS library. So I've not actually played this, but it is a very crunchy um, Euro game, uh, you know, worker placement sort of game, where you, and I've heard it compared a lot to uh, uh, Terraforming Mars. Uh, okay. So I, I, I guess if you like Terraforming Mars, you probably like this Arc Nova game. But you're managing a zoo. Hmm. And so you have two sport tracks. You have your... Uh, popularity track, that's not the right name of it, and your conservation track. And they start at opposite ends of the of the score track. And once they cross, then that's the game the end game. So, like, your popularity will give you income, but your conservation will give you victory points. So you kind of kind of have to kind of have to throttle your your popularity and your conservation back and forth to make sure that you have the money and that you stay popular enough to fund all your other projects that you want to do. Um, so yeah, so I've heard that if, if you're, if you're into terraforming Mars, you'll probably dig Ark Nova. Although I have not played it yet. And then the last thing that I played, um, is uh, Disney sorcerers arena, Epic alliances, which is a battle Royale sort of game where you take control of three or more um, Disney characters and just, you know, play. it's it's card-driven combat, basically. So you're collecting victory points. You get victory points for knocking out uh, the other players' characters, and they respawn. Um, and um, if you're standing on the place where you get victory points, you can get a victory point there. So it feels a little bit like the, um, uh, the Funko Pop, battle game kind of the same sort of feel to it or there's a game called un unmatched it's the same sort of thing where it's all card driven so that's uh what that's a, a hell of a long name disney sorcerers arena epic alliances and this is a very new game it came out this year okay that's another one i haven't heard of either but it looks like gladiator or uh there's another one uh can't remember what it was called, but it's similar. You know, you just got some hexes and a few little guys mm -hmm. on the map trying to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, it does, yep. it does make me wonder. Disney theme. It, it does make me wonder, like, what, like, obscure or unexpected Disney character might be a badass. Like, you know, Pooh. You know, Winnie the Pooh or something, you know. Oh. <laughs> no, Judy Hopps from Zootopia. You know, where she just jumps out. And I just, forget what the weirdest one is in there. There's a character from Gargoyles, which I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I was aware of it, but I don't know what it, you know, I've never, never watched that show. 
Oh yeah, me neither. That was it was Demona. It looks like her name is, but I don't know who that is. Gargoyles. Was... Well, there's. I, I was going to say a, an expansion coming out with uh, Moana. So, I uh, uh I was going to say Gargoyles was about a year or two, maybe like after I graduated, it got big or something, and so it's again I missed it. So. Hmm. And that is put out by USAopoly, I see here. Hmm. So that's that's what I've been up to. All right. Uh, are, have any of y'all been enjoying the Steam sale? Got anything interesting? No, I haven't bought anything. They, I mean, they email <laughs> me when all my stuff goes on sale, but I've been uh, trying to play the stuff I have. Yeah, same. That's, Crazy thought, I know. That Yeah, really. Hmm. That's Richard, that is a hot take. I have to say, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that, that's tough. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Most people can't imagine. In fact, you have to you have to go buy more, so you know, to add to this pile of stuff you didn't you don't play. <laughs> I don't know. I know, like, if it's cheap enough, I, I'll get it to try. Like, this looks cool, you know. I, I just really hate. I it's so very very rare. And I don't think I ever will for a PC game, like buy it right when it comes out at full price because it will always go on sale eventually, you know, always. Yeah. It's, you know, you just wait around for the Steam sale or whatever. And yeah, I got a couple of RPGs that were based around generation ships. And uh, I thought that was, I, I thought the idea of them were like really cool. Uh, a colony ship and insomnia the ark now uh i think both of them are have mixed ratings and they're also con continually in early access but whatever uh i just like the idea of it so i want to try it and then I so are they i guess you, if you wait for something to go on sale if it's a if it's a single player game that's one thing but if it's a multiplayer you know, when something goes on sale, it says to me that the the player base is starting to dry up. So you might have a rough time finding people to play against. Well, uh, I will say it's kind of the opposite. Is whenever you're playing a multiplayer game, and it finally when I'll say you bought it day of launch, and you've been playing it for months and months, the day it goes on sale, there is a massive influx of noobs. And it's like people are always commenting like, "Oh, here come no. you know, here come the people that don't know how to play, and it's gonna suck to get matched with them, and this that mm -hmm. and another." So, I mean, that's a whole thing. Yeah. But uh, see, we had Mississippi Comic Con, and I went to it Saturday and stood in line for four hours and thought, "Yeah, my le my legs were gonna die." Look, okay. What was the pay? What was the payoff after four hours? Hang on, we'll, we'll get right there. <laughs> but um. Uh, oh, I just got an email. Westworld Season 4 premieres tonight. Holy shit. Okay, I'm going to make sure to watch that. I dug that show, even though it got really, really, really weird. So, Well, I, I know the uh, special effects guy for that show, so when you see all the, like, the weird, grody stuff, I, I know the guy that did that. Okay. <laughs> I'll, th I'll think about that. Yeah. And write it down uh, for next time. Richard, I saw a guy's head ripped off and put in a toilet. He did. How did he do that? 
Yeah, he he told me one time we were playing a game together. It's like, yeah, you can't tell anyone. I just I just made this head for something. He goes, don't tell anyone though. All right, all right. That was a while ago, so I guess it's probably already the guy's the character's dead now. <laughs> um. Okay, one thing I saw at, at the con. It was like when I first got there and got in line, get in line to get in line. Um, was a guy brought a camping chair with him and i was like that is so damn smart because so you could sit when the line's not moving yeah because they're they're small they're portable you know because i mean after a few hours i was dying it was like all right we had to like get in line to get in and then pre-order tickets okay here's your wristband now you go now we go sit down and wait on it to open and then when i waited on it to open I immediately went to Tara Strong's booth. Okay. And uh, waited. Timmy Turner. Yep. Among other things. Yes. Among other people. Uh, And waited for like, I think two hours, about uh, almost two hours for her to come out and for me to get uh, stuff signed. I got my kids some Funko Pops autographed. That'll be for Christmas. Uh, cool. This year, and yeah, she was great. She was she had a lot of fun with the uh, the people in line and stuff like that. However, mm-hmm. I discovered the better way to get autographs. So the other one on my list to get was <laughs> back to hotel rooms. Uh, yes, uh, the other one on my list was Christina Ricci, and I it'd be great to get uh, an autograph from my brother for Christmas. And so I, by the time I was done with Miss Strong, I was just dead. I was like, I can't do this. I'm bored for one thing. Like, I want to go see the rest of the convention, you know? So I went, walked around, shopped for a while, stopped, ate lunch. And I was like, okay, now I'll go look and see how long her line is. Well, I went over there and she was on break and there was no line. And so I just wanted to see what she had out to sign. And the volunteer over there was like, oh, um, yeah, she'll be back in about 45 minutes. Here's a voucher to come back later. Just listen to when we call this uh, caller, and you'll come get in your place in line. I was like, okay. Oh. So I did that, and like 45 minutes later, I'm the third person in line. I'm like, holy Adam hacked the system. I'm like, holy shit! This is how I want to do things from now on. Vouchers. It's like the Disney uh-huh. Fast Pass for uh, yeah. for autographs. I just gonna say, just get a Fast Pass and just come, you know, just come in anyway. So yeah. Uh, the other guy there who was the most popular guest for autographs was uh, the guy that plays Neville on um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that guy, whatever his name was. Yeah, okay. he had a massive, massive line. And, uh, oh, the other guy was sort of popular, was Kevin Conroy, the uh, the voice of Batman. Mm-hmm. In, I think, most Batman cartoons. Or, or I'm not sure, but because I don't watch them, but people were saying things. I don't know. Uh, so I uh, played, I started Blood Bowl League. I played my first match and I went one zero one in it, uh, but I did a lot better than I did last year, and I'll have another one this week. 
And did you, either one of you guys attend Free RPG Day? I did not. I have COVID, nope. so I'm staying home. <laughs> I I did not either. They had a pretty good turnout uh, for ours. There was my friend Chris did uh, Dungeon, Dungeon Crawl Classics, so I participated in that. And another guy did Fifth Edition D and D, and another guy did Pathfinder. So it was nice. We got you know free. Uh, I guess they're called modules, sort of. You know, they're like little one shots and stuff. It was mm-hmm. kind of cool. So it was neat. And wonder of wonders. I sat down and played a board game. Nice. Congratulations. Yes. I know. It's just insane. It's This is one of the the end times, uh, I guess. <laughs> so I put, Dogs and cats living together. Yeah, mass hysteria. I, it, it was a little, uh, a little known, rarely played indie game called Scythe. I'm sure nobody's ever heard of it. I've never heard of that. I believe that was designed by our t- favorite fan. Which guy? It's one? a stone Stegmire. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It is a. Uh, it is a Stonemire game. Jamie Stegmire from Stonemire Games. It is his, and you know the artwork's great and it's cool. And yeah. I got, I played it, and then I spent like the net, the next day, like six hours playing the electronic version on Steam. On on Steam, yeah. yeah that mm-hmm. I I had bought it a long time ago and had. You know, just one of those that I never played, and then sat down. I'm like, oh, I know how to play this now, so let me try different strategies and whatnot. So the uh, the different uh, nations have really interesting, you know, uh, what is the term? I guess bonuses, but it's also they have uh, hindrances as well. There's good and bad mm-hmm. for each one. And I thought that was really neat and really well thought out. Uh, there's an expansion or two for that game i think as yeah. well yeah two uh actually three if you include the campaign game because uh, there's, there's one with airship because there's yeah there's yep. the airship there's two other factions as in an expansion and then there's the campaign game called like the rise of remus the or something like fenris? that fenris that's it yeah yeah okay the rise yeah. of remus <laughs> the uh, romulan game well, I initially, when I was playing, I thought I was doing better than I was because I thought kind of the goal was to be the first person to get all the stars. But no. Yeah, that, not necessarily. That just, that just ends the game. Yes. And so there was another guy who obviously had been, you know, played this many, many times. So he was hedging his bets the whole time for that somebody else score it. You know, somebody else get the stars and then he turns around and score, 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 you know, all this thing. And he ended up winning. And I think I placed third. So, not bad. Oh, yeah, all right. But I liked it. Anyway, Richard, what have you been playing? Uh, not a whole lot. I've got on my table right now, I've got Next Door Vietnam. Um, so I'm playing that one. That's going to be my... I'll probably play that at least until I go out of town next week. And then we'll see what I want to do after that. I'm just playing that solitaire by myself. Um, I played another game of PAX Pamir. I've been actually been playing a lot of that on Board Game Arena. Um, or no, not Board Game Arena. Um, Rally the Troops 
can't remember which one is which anymore. But yeah, that one's on <laughs> Rally the Troops. But I actually played that uh, on the table as well with my family last Sunday on Father's Day. So um, that's a we t- I talked about that game last time as well. But it's in the the PAX series by all, by uh, Cole Worley. This one takes place in Afghanistan in the 19th century, and there's three different factions in the game. There's the Russians, the British and the the afghanis um and you basically just have to play politics to try to decide which faction you want to go with and you know when the proper time is to switch your allegiances and try to score the most points based on who has the most power at the time it's a it's a really good game it's 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 might be my favorite like short politicking game where you're playing against the other players playing against the board and just a ton of fun and then we also played Carcassonne. That was my daughter's choice. Um, we played that because we all, basically at that point, the three of us were all home and had COVID. And we're like, oh, well, let's just pick out a game to play. So um, I hadn't played that one in quite a while, but that one's a lot of fun. We enjoyed it quite a bit. I assume you guys have played that one before? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a... It's a little tile laying, tile laying sort of slash worker placement game where you, you know, you build the map as you go and you try to claim areas. You can claim cities or roads or monasteries or fields, and there's different ways to score points and get your guys back. And ultimately, you just want to have the most points at the end of the game. But um, I've never played with any of the expansions or anything like that. We always just play the base game, but it's a fun game, easy to play, um, and good at multiple players as well. So I like that one. Yeah, I dig it. And let's see. Ah, sorry. I was trying to think of something, but I couldn't think of something, so I'll try to edit that a different way. So, we have a sponsor. He is Mike. He is at UltraDementia.com, which is spelled weird. That's why it's linked in the show notes. It's got, like, Alter 3D, Mencia. It's a whole thing. Anyway, we've got a discount code of COG2019. It'll save you 20% on anything you want printed. He's got licenses for Hero Forge, or you can find stuff on Thingverse, and he will hook you up. So that is UltraDementia.com. So on to what's on our radar. I had to put this on here because I swear to God, this game has been coming out for 10 or 15 years now. Yeah. Catalyst. Well, we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, Catalyst Game Labs uh, previewed the German uh, faction for uh, Leviathans, and I think their goal is to eventually make this to Kickstarter. I know they've started posting, you know, some artwork and some prints of the the figures and all this good stuff. But you know, I don't know. This this has become one of those just games that like reminds me of like Mech Warrior Two back in the day. It just took forever, years and years and years to come out. And, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see it eventually. I mean, I swear, like a lifetime ago, I was promised a review copy of that of that game. That's how long ago it was. So, anyway, artwork looks good. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to imagine what a flying World War One or World War Two German battleship would look like, that's what I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, Columbia Games has a Kickstarter. You know, I haven't had much of a chance to think about how I feel about Columbia Games doing Kickstarter, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'll think about it and get back. I'll be glad I didn't cl- I didn't post the latest one from Compass Games then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll think about it and get back to you. But um, yeah. so what This is- one looks interesting, though. So it's it's called, uh, the game is called uh, Alliance, and it's a Napoleonics game. It's a block game, but it's also a seven-player game. 
And I have never heard of a seven-player block game before. Because usually block games, you know, I have my blocks facing me, you have your blocks facing you, and we can each see only, you know, the hidden information on our own side. So I don't know, in a seven-player game, you're just going to turn the blocks face down. I have no idea how that's going to work. But in any case, uh, I thought it looked interesting. I figured I'd throw it up there. I mean, seven-player Napoleonics game that plays quickly sounds like kind of a white whale so we'll see how that goes well i just want to say like all you get all you cool dudes out there that have six fucking friends that want to play a you know a war game good you know you should thank god every night because <laughs> that's that's just yeah that's impossible i don't think i mean it seems like most people can get an opponent Sometimes, like, a pool of opponents. Maybe even up to three to four players, but seven? Man, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could see that happening once a year. Yeah, I guess. Because, because I can play Twilight Imperium at least once a year. I can play Here I Stand at least once a year. So I can imagine if I had this game or if a friend owned this game, we'd play it once a year. I do want to play, try to schedule sometime this summer a Twilight Imperium game. I mean, I know it will literally, it will be from, what would you say, reasonable time if we started at 10, 10 a.m., four players? Four players? Yeah. Oh, you'll be done by six. Okay. See, that, that's yeah. that's pretty reasonable. I, th- I think yeah. I, I'd like to go for that. I think... Yeah, if you play six players or more, it's probably going to go a little longer, but you'll you, four players should be able to easily play in eight hours. Okay. I hope that I can get that done this uh, summer. There's no electronic version of that game, is there? Well, sort of. There's actually a website. Let me look it up here because I've got it linked. And I've never really played on there. We've just sort of played around with it. It's called TwilightWars.com. And I've never tried to play there. Um, we just, when it first came out, we kind of played around a turn or two you have to have you have to give the guy like your proof of purchase from the game to show that you own it in order to play it but it does at least sort of work so twilightwars.com okay i think most people that play this online they'll play on tabletop simulator Ah. i think there's a pretty active tabletop simulator community i can see that a guy at my local shop uh is huge into playing 40k on tabletop simulator that's like yeah, that's I mean I can see that. He and the reason why is he was like I can get in like twenty five games a week or whatever, you know. Yeah. Instead yeah, of my da- yeah, well. my daughter and I used to play Legion on Tabletop Simulator every Saturday just because, you know, she's in Columbia, I'm here, so on Saturdays we for a while we're playing Legion every Saturday. Hmm. I could, yeah, I could see that. Even yeah, you talked about playing X Wing on it, not even getting yep. out, even just sitting down beside each other just because it's easy. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could get that. Uh, the next thing we had in news is a Kickstarter for Pathfinder for Savage Worlds, The Curse of the Crimson Throne. And I tossed this on here because I was curious. It's like, why? what makes Savage Worlds so appealing that you would want to convert from Pathfinder for it? Is it just easier? Less crunchy? Yeah. I mean, I guess the the only thing I can think is maybe there's like a specific module that you want to play, like you want to play because Pathfinder's got um, there's like a famous long module or something about a king or a crown or something for Pathfinder. Maybe you want to play that module, but you want to play it in Savage Worlds. That's my guess. 
Okay. I, I know that Savage Worlds will will handle a lot more. Um, you can do bigger fights with it. So, I don't know, but yeah, it does seem weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess like what Richard said is right. It's like we already have this module written, and maybe there are people that don't like Pathfinder, but they like Savage Worlds, and so they'll buy this module to play in Savage Worlds. I don't know. Yeah. I, guess I mean, so. they wanted $5,000. They've got 115 so somebody uh, wants it. Shit, okay, wow. <laughs> I guess so. There you go. There's your new way to make money. Mm-hmm. Convert stuff. Yeah, I guess that's really it. It's like, because all the work is basically done. You would just convert it and then print it and just print it out. Hmm, all right. Uh, the last thing we had is Free League is doing a summer sale. And I, you know, so rarely, in my opinion, very rarely when the manufacturer does a sale, it's very good unless it's like a clearance type of thing. Because I know like Warlord sales are kind of a joke in my opinion. Because they're like, oh, we marked things down 10%. And I'm like, well, you know, Miniature Market's got it over there for 30% off. So, you know. But uh, in this one, they have a lot of the main rule books uh, for half off MSRP. So that's a pretty good value. A lot of times you can find this stuff on Humble Humble Bundle too, if you're willing to wait for it true uh i own a lot of these anyway yeah i figured uh i the ones i don't have that i might be interested in would be coriolis Coriolis and mutant year zero i really like mutant year zero but i think i would rather just play the video game that came out it seems like that would be easier than trying to you know get folks together to try and play it or whatever I will say also the the Foundry virtual tabletop modules are included in this sale, and most that's nice. Yeah, most of them are about thirty percent off, so that's kind of cool. So uh, I guess that is it. That's all we had. It's a short thing. It's it's the summer. I don't know. I've been gone on vacation. Well, not vacation. Had to do a work thing for a week, and I've been out of the loop. So. And a couple weeks, we'll get it together better, I think. So, um, yeah. So, is there any any last thing we need to say or want to say? Other than, you know, goodbye, good luck, and, you know, see... Uh, yeah, wish wish me luck. Before the next time we record, I will uh, be competing in an international barbershop chorus championship. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. I do. Um... I just let you know how it goes. I just knew you were going to say like a racing competition or some kind of <laughs> combat. Okay, but all right. Yeah. Well, I can see how many ailments I can get going at the same time since <laughs> I've currently got the broken foot in COVID. Mm-hmm. But quarantined in your top, the top <laughs> floor. Yeah, I feel like the guy from uh, with the rear window. Ah! <laughs> yeah. I just sit up here all by myself and look out my window all day and. Wait to see if the neighbors murder someone. This is a hopefully your neighbor's not a murderer. <laughs> well, hopefully not, but okay. if they if they right. do, I'm watching. <laughs> Just some light voyeurism. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, good night, folks. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys. Be well. Are are we out? <laughs>